Dropping the mic, the real estate sports talk show. Period. I got my man Brent Wilson back on the mic. Of course, it's your boy Leron L. We are so amped up. It's 2022 season three. We're coming back at you with all the spice, flavor, and fire that you can handle. And we've already been blessed this past weekend with great entertainment. My man Brent, keep it 100. How you feeling? Listen, man, we're back. It's 2022. And if you just saw this past week of sports in general, I'm going to say NFL mainly, sports is on fire. So guess what? It's time for us to bring y'all that fire. I know y'all missed us. We're back and we're excited to chat with, talk to everybody this week. Hey, playoffs, right? That's, that's one of the best things in any sport that you can be blessed with. Um, with the performances, it brings out questions. There's always a goat. There's always a gloat. There's always someone who underperformed, someone who made a decision and it didn't work out, we're going to dive into all of that. And if you need to know and got to know, what you should know is you can find Drop the Mic Sports Talk on any of your podcast platforms. So definitely search, subscribe, keep it locked for Brent and I's take on everything that happens in sports. The two hottest leagues right now, NFL, NBA, um, colleges start to kick off brewing. We're about to hit the midway point in men's and women's college of basketball uh, for tournament play or sorry conference play then leading us into conference tournament play and then to march madness right around the corner so keep it locked for all that information i will say just to segue a little bit into the real stuff before we get there college basketball this year brit has been a little bit of a downer there's no big household names uh the blue bloods are still looking mediocre um, nobody's really said that your boys of florida state are doing what they always do they're beating duke in cameron indoor stadium so you know, I, I wanted to kick it to you first because your Florida State Seminoles in basketball have been looking sharp. I think they have like 11 straight overtime wins. So, you know, how are you feeling about that? I know you're big football Florida State fans, but how are you feeling on the basketball hardwood? I'm liking it, right? Right. Um, I mean, early on, right, a lot of it COVID, everybody was kind of struggling up and down, that kind of stuff. But I feel like they hit a stride, right? I mean, if you like Hamilton, right, what he does well, the guy gets – long tall big guys right so he always gonna have a team that play defense he usually has he usually has one star scotty barnes type dude on there they don't have that this year that's the one piece they're missing but his blueprint is consistent right i mean the one year when the tournament got canceled we were probably gonna be a one seed probably had a shot to win something but they got canceled but his blueprint is showing success that if you get long athletic wings that can play in, in a big man you have a chance and so i'm liking what they're doing i mean i need a bigger sample size right because i said beating duke was nice the game against Miami, they were up by 20 at the halftime, and they got scored by 20 in the second half and almost blew the game. Miami had the ball down one with eight seconds and could have won the game. So they're still up and down, but they're looking better, right? I think with – not COVID's not behind us. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying more less games have been canceled, so they're starting to get a little more of a rhythm. So I'm looking forward to the second half, like you said, the conference play, but up to the conference tournament in the good old March Madness. And I know you said it's still mediocre uh, college basketball, but one thing I have noticed that's really, really nice um, – a lot of teams like Baylor won last year, right? Give them credit, but they're not a blue blood, right? But they're still there. Um, teams are beating Kansas now. They're not Kansas, not the powerhouse that's running through the Big 12 anymore. You see Auburn beating Kentucky. Auburn was never a powerhouse in basketball. It's usually Kentucky, you know, blue blood. So somebody, Gonzaga's the same old Gonzaga, right? Gonna, gonna take the weakest schedule and dominate, get in the tournament, do what they do, right? But it's a couple smaller teams that, I mean, I'm saying smaller is in terms of, um, School size, I mean, as far as being blue bloods, and that's known like Baylor, Auburn, some of those teams, Texas Tech, you know, beating Kansas and then beating Baylor in the same week. It's some good smaller teams that are not known on a high level basketball scale, right? That's going to make some noise in March Madness. So I'm hoping it can make some noise in March Madness. So this tournament actually may be a little bit more exciting, not seeing as many of the typical blue bloods. Well, like I was saying, it, it's watered down at this point. Um, and, and to me, that's a bigger question of what's happening with basketball in America. Uh, somehow football 
it doesn't water down like that. Like, for example, we saw Cincinnati finally get its its blessing to be in the college football playoff, which it deserved. Um, when we've seen other teams weaker than them get in, like Notre Dame, because they were a blue blood and not because they had blood in their blues. It, it's just one of those things where in basketball, it, I think people are starting to just wait for the tournament. Um, and I don't want to say it's mediocre in a negative way. It's mediocre in a way that more teams are better now. You, right. you look at the, you look at the women's game, you know, right? UConn used to run roughshod over everybody. UConn's no longer the bully on the block anymore, right? It's like other teams are getting better. Their their margin of victory used to be by fifty. Now it's by you know twenty eight. That's that's a huge difference. Right. And they're not and they're not winning every game. So and then you got teams like Iowa, Iowa State coming up. You got Michigan's of the world. You know, cl- clearly you got South Carolina, and you know. They're doing their thing, but it's just it's just better to see the overall upgrade of talent across both sides of the ball, men's and women's sports. So I think March is going to set up because of what it is. It's that tournament play. You'll see unnatural rivalries form and develop. And we'll right. go from there. But, but speaking right. of rivalries, let's talk Real about quick before you jump, oh, before yeah. you jump there. Question for you, because <laughs> I, I mean, I think people don't get enough in the women's college basketball, right? But I think UConn is kind of the reason people do, right? For, for a while, right? It was Gino breaking every record, every 100-game win streak, almost all that, right? Do you think um, that UConn's aura is gone, right? Because UConn won some games by, like, when you walk in as UConn, you're going to win, right? Let's be honest. It, before Notre Dame wasn't scared of them, South Carolina's not scared of them, but teams fear UConn. Do you think that's gone now, seeing – like you said, the women's game is better. It's talent-wise, right? Recruiting's better for women outside of just UConn getting everybody. So is that aura gone from now? Do you think it's gone? Do you think it's still there somewhat? It's, it's definitely gone. Like, nobody's scared because what's happening right. on the women's side is females, AAU and Summer League, they know each other growing up. They played against each other. And so it's no longer, like, just UConn's getting every – like, I've seen it firsthand. When UConn came to San Antonio and they played in the women's final four, when they walk, when they rode in the bus and got off the bus, they walked in like we about to roll heads. Right. right. And 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 believe it or not, Gina Ariama is like five foot four. So he looked like a little foot soldier, and they were all giants. And their presence got you, right? So right. now, I mean, look at South Carolina, they got seven footers, six ten. You know, they got they got bodies and they got players. They're just missing a dynamic guard to push them over the edge. But Girls teams, women's teams have players, ballers. Just no longer right. any given night, anything can happen. So, no, I, I'm with you. I thought it was going <laughs> to. I just want to make sure you were seeing that too. I mean, because like I said, the women can play. I mean, the girl, I don't know, was it Kansas State? I can't remember. She just dropped 61. Lee, yeah, uh, Ioka Lee. Yeah, I mean, th- these women can go. If you watch the game, when UConn used to just be ahead of everybody, with the, like you said, they just intimidate you and then run you off the court. <laughs> had all the talent, my more. Think about all of them, Diana Tarasi, all the way through. They had the most, most talent, right? right? Every single one. And then it took a team to have somebody like uh, Brittany Griner and Baylor to beat them, right? And that was just, they, she was bigger than everybody and it made it just so hard for UConn. And they still almost beat them, right? And you just couldn't match up with UConn year to year. You're like, oh, that one off Baylor win, cool, but it's not going to last. And now, like you said, it's, it's balanced. Like it, UConn's, they're number nine right now. I mean, I know Buker's out with the surgery on her. She'll be back. You know, they're, they're missing two of the best players. So by tournament time, they'll be in the top five again and all that. But it's not a guarantee anymore. For, when I watch UConn now, I'm like, are they going to win? I used to watch to see how bad they're going to win. So it's a difference now. You know what I mean? We're watching to see who's going to win now, not how bad UConn is going to win, which, which is beautiful for the game of women's basketball. Yeah, it, there's more than 10 good girls that are playing, right? So I was like, I mean, that, that well, that's the truth. Because, like, UConn would get, if there was a top 10, they'd get nine out of the 10. And the <laughs> they didn't get the 10th one is because she was smart to say, okay, I could be a role player there or a star over here. Right. And, and and I think also what, ha- what happens is the WNBA now is an avenue. So yes. <clears throat> before I looked at, you, you would look at women's basketball is the same way you look at, like, women's gymnastics or something where it didn't have an end game. Right. Like you could do gymnastics in the Olympics, but everybody's not going to the Olympics. So but in women's basketball, there's leagues overseas. And then now there's the WNBA. So it's oh, I'm trying to get to the W. Uh, do I want to yep. be, you know, splitting time with somebody that's also trying to get to the W or do I want to be my own brand at a school? And then you, now you throw in the NIL as like, well, shoot, I don't have to. And we could talk about that next episode with the with the men and not just necessarily basketball, but more so on football, because now decisions are not being made on oh I need to go to school to get to the league it's like no I'm gonna get to the league but I also want to get that bag 
So, right. you know, <laughs> a, a multiple things are happening. You don't have to settle or because you know what, what's crazy, right? Your favorite football player, Tate Martell, you remember him, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he just announced his retirement from football, which is crazy because the dude went to like four colleges in five years. And, you know, coming out of high school, he was supposed to be the man, like all these stars and hype. Yep. And, and, but everybody saw the same thing. He can't throw. All he does is run. And that, he was good at that because he ran from one school to the next and to the other. <laughs> and finally, they he just got the hint like, yeah, this isn't for me. And that's exactly. what kills me is that, you know, we put so much pressure and hype on these boys at such a young age that people look at the transfer report as a negative thing. It's like, no, this is real. There's more talent than ever that's getting an opportunity right. to shine. You, look, just the other day, you saw dudes transfer from Georgia. One of the receivers from Georgia transfer, is transferring from Georgia to Alabama because why? <laughs> Georgia's recruiting more people that's going to take that man's spot. Right. Alabama's about to lose two more receivers, and they need to fill up with some experience. Yep. Losing Minchie and Williams. So he jumped in and take that spot. Now he's a starter, top two receiver. And I mean, oh, no. let's be honest, right? Matchie, Williams, and Bolden. Oh, you're right. Yep. So he he burden jumping right in. Now, think about that. And then let's be honest. Bryce Young can throw that thing, right? That dude, he's a better quarterback than Bennett. Let's be honest. Oh, so yeah. you saw the throws he was making that Alabama was dropping. Burden, not an idiot. You sit there at, on the field in the game like, if, if Alabama catch these six or seven drops, they probably beat us down their two best receivers. So you play yourself into that system. Uh, look, look at look how the offense moves, right? He gonna get all kinds of looks. I mean, Georgia pound you first, right? They want to pound you with uh, two running backs, uh, Dalvin Cook brother, uh, and the other one with the kind of lightning and thunder, whatever they whatever they were kind of calling nicknames. So that's how Georgia was using them, right? And Burden, he got he get his throws here and there, but Alabama they sling the rock around. You saw what Williams and Mechie stats were. Who don't want to be plugged into that role to be that guy? Smart move. I mean, it's weird to go from Georgia to Bama, right? Just because y'all are rivals. But if are you worried about the rival or are you worried about your future? The kid was smart. He went there to get his bag. Yeah. Like what well, you Here's what cracks me up though. Like people think that because Georgia won that they're back or they're there now. Right. No, they're like they're like the Eagles versus you know Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yes, you won one. And and, I, and again, I don't want to make excuses, but let's look how you won one. You caught Alabama right. looking like a wounded deer in the headlights, down its two best receivers, had no weapons offensively within the game. And and then you finally caught lightning in a bottle in the fourth quarter when they were pro- their defense was probably flat out dead tired. Let's be honest. Right. And I'm not taking away from Georgia. Enjoy your victory. Go dogs. Roo-roo all you dog fans out there in Georgia. But let's be real. Kirby Smart, his last name don't mean he really is that smart because that game, he should – anytime you catch a team for the second time, you're almost guaranteed to win. Right. On, on on top of that, you're just blessed and fortunate that you caught them injured on the second time as well. But your, your game, their game plan was terrible. They threw the ball down the field twice. That's it. Like, there's no real offensive structure. They're, they haven't evolved offensively. Now you got JT Daniels leaving. You still don't have a good quarterback. You're just going to be a running back situation. I, I wouldn't be doubt if they lost three games next year, right? Because you had a cakewalk to this game. Spot on. 100%. I'm following you. And – like you said, I, I'm like I said, I have no dog in a fight with Georgia and Bama, right? We 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 the Noles and we the Canes, right? So we have no dog in a fight. But you just break it down honestly, right? And that's what the Georgia fans are, they're going crazy. The dynasty's back. We, we we've been on the cusp. We're here now. Well, first of all, like, in the dynasty, you won an 80. Like I was no, I'm saying how they're gonna act like, okay, right? Gotcha. Oh, we're back, we're dynasty. Now they're gonna they get unrealistic. And I'm like, yeah. I want them to be realistic, right? Think about it. You said it perfectly. They had no real game plan. They were losing when Williams got hurt. And he already was out with Mechie, right? And they were still losing. Williams got hurt on a fluke. Just the turf on the thing caught him. He turned his knee. ACL, right? Nobody touched him. He And he probably scored a touchdown on that play because he was a 40-yard pass, right? He's out. And um, sometimes you have to be thankful when things work out, right? The year when uh, – remember the year when the Warriors won and somebody got hurt every round of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Kyrie broke his kneecap. Kevin Love, shoulder dislocated. Somebody every round in the in, uh, Warriors won the championship. That's Phoenix last like, year. Right, exactly. And I'm like, sometimes you say, hey – we had a fortunate run to win a championship. The championship never goes away. You got it, right? But you have to be realistic. Like, um, are we that good? Have we turned the corner? Or is that year when everything works out, right? Because some, some years, it's sports. We, we love sports for the same reason we hate them, right? If your team benefits from that, no, nobody in Georgia is sad that, they, that the two receivers got hurt and they won. But Alabama, like, they, they, they like, I hate sports sometimes, right? It's just, it's just the feeling, right, how it goes both ways. But you got to be realistic, right? Georgia, you're not back. You're, you're nothing new, right? You're the same team you were that couldn't get over the hump until you had every injury work your way. So, and I mean, I guarantee the Georgia coaching staff, the people that's more like, yeah, we we know we 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 caught one this year, right? So 
you if you can go with that mentality and say, hey, you caught one, it wasn't it's special. You won a championship. First time since 1980. Last time you won, I wasn't even born. So hey, I understand it's a big deal, but I just want y'all to keep it realistic down there in Georgia. Okay, keep it real down there. If if I'm Georgia, I send a game ball to Bill O'Brien. Right. Because he co- he crafted the worst offensive game plan known to man. Like he didn't adjust. After Woods got hurt, he didn't adjust one thing. Just same game plan. Like I'm I'm not even really get, I'm not even mad that it's not even about the adjustment. It's the fact that his game plan period was terrible to start when he had Williams. He's he he literally was throwing the ball more than running. He never said, you know, couldn't what? believe it. Most people say, okay, that Georgia aggressive front is aggressive. I can't just drop back every time. I got to get my quarterback on the move. Let me get them going sideline to sideline and then dink, dunk, pick, you know, pick them apart, get more tight end play involved. Screen game, he ran zero screens to get that defense tired. It's like, you know, sometimes you you help them beat themselves to slow them down. No, nope, none of that. He just went there, very machismo. Oh, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it this way. And it didn't work. The same drop back game he ran the first time against Georgia. Same thing. He like, oh, we're going to drop back. We're going to burn them 15, 20 yards down the field, make these deep passes. Bryce Young was under pressure all game. I'm like, you don't see that he's that he that you got to give him a three-step drop, this five-step drop, and hoping he move around. And that's not working. That like you said, they're aggressive up front, they're getting in the backfield. You can't, and they, I mean, you watch we we watch sports. What did Georgia say all week? We have to get to the quarterback, we have to get pressure on them. You saw you knew they were focused on that. You didn't adjust it out. You went with the same drop backs that worked the first time when Georgia told you they were bringing more pressure. And you didn't adjust. Bryce Young trying to make throws under pressure all game. You're trying to throw these 20 yard routes. And like you said, dink and dump them, run some screens. Take, think what did the Patriots do so long when you say about Brady dinking up? How many screens have you seen him run on third and 20 or third and 15 to, to James White for like an 80 yard touchdown because they're so aggressive to get in the backfield on Brady? I mean, it's the blueprint is there. You've seen it work. Yeah. I don't, but Bill O'Brien, I mean, that's the same guy that's coaching the Texans. I'll leave it at that. No, he, it wasn't his demise. Was the fact that he was coaching the Texans? It's the fact that some <laughs> idiot gave him GM power. He started trading blue chips for corn chips. That's the problem there. So and they still paying for that. But right. <clears throat> speaking of which, we talk a lot on the show about coaching, right? Because I think that's a fundamental piece of the game. A player's gonna play, and a coach is gonna coach. You hope your coaches coach them up, and your players make the plays, so everybody looks like a genius. This playoff run. In the NFL, um, I see. I saw some comments. You know, we we know about Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Should they have run the quarterback draw? Shouldn't they? That was a horrible call. I don't really care about the call because there was bigger fish to fry than that. Um, I, the call doesn't bother me. People are all you don't run a quarterback. No, I, honestly, it's okay to do that. Right. It's just things have to work in your favor. Right. Like they took a chance on a play call that caught them off guard. Let's be honest. It caught it caught them off guard. The issue I have with any of the game is that Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator, pulled a Bill O'Brien in the NFL. He has zero ability to scheme a player open. I look at Kyle Shanahan as much as I, you know, I don't, I don't think he's an average coach. I think he's an above average coach. What I like about him is that he will find a way to get Debo Samuel the ball, get him in spots, Great. and allow his playmakers to make plays. Kellen Moore's offense doesn't do that at all. One catch for C.D. Lamb, no impact on the game. Don't know where Mark Cooper is with $20 million. People would have blamed Dak all day, but Dak came through the ball to people who aren't open, right? Simple. Now, if you want Dak to run more, that's not his game, but <laughs> that's the only thing you can blame him on. Uh, but I would say this, no running game, right? Zeke doesn't run, Pollard doesn't run. You only attempt 14 to 20 attempts at rushing. Coaching matters. Right. We look at Green Bay. Was that coaching or was that Aaron Rodgers? That's that's a good one. I'm, I'm going to touch on the Rodgers one. I'm sure we'll get into that good quick. But I want to go back to the Dallas thing in the, um, San Francisco when you said, you know, Kyle Shanahan, what he did with Samuels and then uh, Kellen, what he did, right? Um, mm-hmm. Think about it. Who's a better quarterback, Dak or Garoppolo? Dak, easy. E- easy. It's not close, right? So I think – that's where these coaches, that's where you see these coaches that can't coach. You're like, oh, I got Dak. He's going to make, he's going to figure out a way to get the ball to more if I just run these basic dropbacks and he's going to get it to CD. But you see, Garoppolo can't throw well, right? Listen, I mean, you know, Garoppolo's not going to win a game for you. Let's be honest. He's not going to take you down the field, throw 350 yards, three touchdowns. He's not going to do that. So 
you got to get smart. You got to get Debo in the backfield, running read options, doing different things with Debo, getting the ball in the, in the flats, doing different stuff, right? So you see a coach that says, hey, I know where my weakness is. I'm going to make it a strength by using all the weapons on the field. What if a coach that had a guy like Dak thought like that? Like, Dak is my strength, but I don't have to use him as my only strength. Let me take these playmakers like CeeDee Lamb who can outrun anybody. Let me let me see if I can get Amari Cooper in the slots and do some different stuff with him. Put him in the backfield, right out the backfield sometimes. Like, when you put them in these spots, doesn't mean you have to use them, but the defense has to be accountable then, right? Think about that. If you just like, oh, Amari out wide, right, uh, CD out wide, left, it's the same. I don't care what route you run. When you line up that way, it's only so many routes you can run. You put them in the same spot 95% of the time. When you see, you see San Fran, right, these dudes are in every spot. I'm like, Debo may be at fullback. He may be in the slot. He may be at tight end. So I don't care what they do with them. You got to think about it on defense, right? And that's how you fool the defense. When defense overthink, plays break down and open plays. But that's I just think that's the simple thing of saying I got my quarterback good enough to get it done. So I don't I'm not going to give him any advantage. I'm not going to be smart and use all these weapons. I'm just going to let Dak do it. I just think that's the difference when you come to coaching. Right. Because some of these coaches are like, oh, I just got Dak. You got a great quarterback. No, it doesn't matter. Brady. Uh, uh, what's the name? Had Brady. Right. How many gimmickly screen plays, uh, dump offs? How many things that they use Brady for? Brady throw you. You, you didn't say it forever. Brady throw two or three deep balls and he'll have 300 something yards. How many U.S. have to catch? 280 of those 350, right? Brady's just getting the ball in his playmaker's hands. He's, he's, we've never said he wasn't a great quarterback, right? We, we always said he was. That doesn't mean he has to just throw 50-yard and 40-yard bombs all the time. Like, or, you, use or, your or, or how about this? Like, I've seen this too much, and I'm still waiting on the shooter drop for Cincinnati and their situation. But if you throw the ball more, if you're throwing to set up the run, you're never going to win. It, it just don't work that way. Like not in this league for sure. You, you said it best. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to go down the field and win you a game. Matter of fact, you try to do everything you can so he doesn't lose you the game. Facts. You you know he's going to throw one bonehead interception per game. It ain't going to if it's going to happen. He's done it in two playoff games in a row. You're just hoping it doesn't happen like this week of the championship game, which is going to because what happened when they <laughs> went to the Super Bowl, right? Kyle Shanahan was doing everything he could for him, for Jimmy Garoppolo not to be the story in a negative right. way that impacted the outcome, and it still happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it helped him though; it made him a better coach as far as using more weapons now, right? Because he even trying even harder now to hire Garoppolo because he'll he'll cost him. You know it. True, but but I'm saying just outside the coach, you're just saying that's what he's dealing with. And right. I, I, I said this a while ago: there are certain types of quarterback in this league: Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. Kyler Murray. Murray. Yep. There's a few other ones, right? That coaches don't know how to get the full usage out of them. I, I'm not knocking Josh Allen by any stretch, but all I heard last night is how great of a dual threat option he is. That's because his coach knows how to get the full use out of him. They don't. They didn't figure it out, bro. They figured it out. Well, it's it's not that they. It, it's not that because I got another point to that. It's not that they figured how to use him. They just don't get in the way of using him. Like, I think with Dak, with with like you said it, right, with Kellen Moore, he gets in the way of Dak being utilized to this fullest potential because he thinks, oh, I don't, I can do less. I I told you about this in, in, uh, with my my Hurricanes, right? When Derek King was quarterback and then when Tyler Van Dyke became quarterback, the game plan got more simple and they were more productive. When Derek King was in there, they made it more complicated than it needed to be. And so he looked horrible. Everybody looked bad. It's because they yep. tried to do too much and not enough at the same time. Oh, his arm is going to match to make this happen. No. Um, I, so getting off that, I'm, go, I'm going to Aaron Rodgers, right? It's funny how all regular season, he's whipping the ball around the yard, joking, <laughs> giggling, being Aaron Rodgers. In playoff time, he's like mute, monotone, no energy. And I'm like – that's on you, Rogers. Like, I don't want to hear this. I needed another receiver. Your receivers nope. aren't bad. Like, you know what really is crazy? We Going back to Arizona game, when they went down to Arizona without any of the receivers and won the game. You know why they won that game? It wasn't because Aaron it, – it, it, no, it wasn't because of their weapons. It was because they ran the ball. So, it's Jones, funny. Yeah. Jones and Dylan, right? So, what happens in this game is Dylan gets hurt. And their identity yep. kind of loses. So what does that tell you? Rodgers was never the reason why they were winning these games. He just was the icing on the top. He wasn't the cake. I mean, it's just weird to me, right? Um, every time, I mean, you hear um, Max Kellerman, right, um, or whoever. They, um, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback ever. He may not be the greatest. He's the most talented. They hype him up every year, right? And I'm like, how about we wait to the playoffs 
when you earn your paycheck, right? Because when you plan, and if everybody's talented, right? But it's some teams that are worse than others. So if you have a really weak conference, the Patriots did it for years when the Bills, uh, Dolphins, uh, Bills, Jets. Dolphins Jets just sucked, right? And they ran through it. It wasn't their fault, but we didn't care about the regular season because it can't you can't really count that, right? So Aaron Rodgers does it every year, right? He's, he's MVP, one or two seed. His division is almost similar to what Brady had. It, I know, exactly. Bears, and his, his toughest opponent, is similar. His toughest opponent was be, would be the Vikings one out of the two times they played. <laughs> and they can't get off their own toes, right? So let's doesn't – Yeah, know, so but I'm saying that, that's literally yeah. like five division wins every year. Every year, guaranteed, right? And then you get in the playoffs, right? And like you said, he's he's he's, he's muted. Uh, the throws he's making look easy. You can see he's they're not on his target because – it's, you know, it's a thing called pressure, right? You're expected to win. You're at home. When you're in the regular season, nobody cares, right? Who cares? We know they're going to make the playoffs. Green Bay always does. They'll get there. But when the pressure comes to try to get the Super Bowl, you're the favorite. You're this, you're that. He missing some of the throws. He was a, he was a half second late. He missed the Vontaze like three times. I'm like, okay, San Francisco offense is inept. You keep getting the ball back, and you keep finding ways to have to punt. Like, if you score one or two touchdowns a game over a oh, long time oh, ago, yeah. 49ers weren't going to score many points, right? All, all they needed you, Rodgers, was to be playoff Rodgers where he keeps making a mistake here and there, having to punt and giving you a chance. San Francisco knew they had a chance because they knew Rodgers wouldn't throw and throw him out the throw him out the stadium, right? Like he does in the regular season. They knew that. And he won't they, he won't blame the coach. And then what do he say after? I don't know what I'm gonna do. A lot of contracts up. How about you take if you would just win with these dudes, they would get a better contract. You say Deontay uh, Adams the best receiver ever, you always talk about how great he is, then you can't give him the ball when it counts. How great is he? Well, here's the thing his playoff record is seven and nine. So I don't even listen to Rogers at all. Period. Um, he, he's he's a high he's high maintenance. What uh, frustrates me the most is all weekend when the Cowboys lost, and I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I like Dak. Right? right. All I kept hearing local media, Texas media, national media say is Dak. You know, I don't, I don't. It's not that I hate Dak. He's just not that quarterback like Rogers right. or Brady who's gonna quarterback you to a win. I'm like, when is when has Rogers done that? And they want to keep telling me, well, he has a Super Bowl. That was so long ago. That was like yeah. 16 years ago. Like it, it, it was 20, I think 2010. So like 12 years ago going on, right? Right. And if I'm not mistaken, they didn't win because of him. They won in spite of him, not in spite exactly. of him, but like they had a running game and a system. Because when you if you're that good, which all teams have a system, don't get it twisted. Like outside of Kansas City, the system is normally basic. But it's just stop making it seem like there's certain quarterbacks that are above because let's go to Brady yesterday, right? And I'm, I'm gonna say this, I know you're gonna like it be crazy. <clears throat> what was he missing yesterday in Tampa? His weapons. Which one? Antonio Brown. Exactly. So uh-huh. and good when a guy will have you well, say him too, if, Chris. Look, if they had A B, they win that game. Godwin, I'm not saying would have been a bad fit, but I'm just saying A B is he just takes it to another level. Brady um, needs him. We all knew it. Yeah, but he because he had his he had Gronk that didn't really work out. He had Evans that see those dudes are like they're like catch the ball and fall down. Brady, right. not Brady, Antonio Brown and Godwin they're burners, so they're gonna stretch exactly. that field and get gone. Yep. Um. So you you, you didn't have that one. Like, it, look at this. Look at OBJ's resurgence. Right when he was in Cleveland, they 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 made him domicile. He they needed him to catch the ball, and fall down. Now in LA, he's feeling like a superstar. He's running around. He doesn't mind being second fiddle. He's he's actually helped elevate. Like I'm not a Cooper Cup fan. I think what he's happening is just lightning in a bottle. One year, um, yep. And I think it's also teams like I t- we told last time we talked talked about Jamar Chase. How do you not double that man? Like, <laughs> like really? So this, which is going to be interesting, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna really be interesting because this is a rematch. Kansas City yep. went to Cincinnati week 15, no week 16, and lost to the Bengals. It was either 16 or yep. 17. Lost to the, the Bengals. How many weeks was the NFL? It was the week before the last one because Burrow so, won that game and set out the last one. So it, was it was 17. 17, 17 yeah. yeah, week 17. And part of it was Jamar Chase had like 213 yards receiving on eight catches, two touchdowns. Brady went crazy. Or three touchdowns. And I'm like, are y'all going to guard that man? Like, you can't you can't play as – like, I'm really starting to question defenses. I don't like seeing my cornerbacks 10 yards off and, and slow back pedaling, letting the receiver have a free release, getting jet speed, and then – juking you out your jockstrap like that's never going to be a winning proposition a la last night with gabriel was it wilson what's the last name no god uh, what's uh, his first something gabe. gabriel yeah <clears throat> something gabe yeah he had four touchdowns last night and not one of them was just like that was a great route it wasn't a bad route it was like the defense wasn't there or they fell down and uh luckily he caught the ball i'm not saying i'm not again i'm not saying away from him i'm just saying 
that's not typical of him to do that. That's not, he's not the number one receiver. That's a Stephon Diggs kind of thing. But like, I, like we say, Rodgers, don't tell me about you don't have weapons. If they're doubling, if they're doubling a Devontae Adams, somebody's open. Right. Make you can't it happen, double everybody, right? Yeah, right? Like, yeah, you, you can't double everybody. So I, I do put some little bit more Matt LaFleur. He should have known better. He should have known that Aaron Rodgers is He's a little bit different in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So he should have changed up the game plan a little bit, especially when Dylan went down. He tried to stick to the same game plan. That wasn't working. Right. I just, you know, I get frustrated when I when I when I look around the league, you know, people start criticizing folks. People are gonna make mistakes. That's why it's called the game. Right. If every if everybody made the right call, like for example, let's let's go to um Buffalo, right? They score what they perceive to be the game-winning touchdown. Should have been. 13 seconds left. As much as I don't care for his commentary, Tony Roma hits the nail on the head. Kick the ball on the ground, make a run off some time. <clears throat> they don't do it. That's a decision. 13 seconds instead of nine. I saw a dude, I saw a dude rip Todd Bowles for not doubling Cooper Cup. He made a decision. I'm going after Matt Stafford because history says if I get to him. He won't complete it. He got beat. Okay. That's a chance you take. Right? People take right. chances and sometimes you lose. Right. Uh, before you jump, I, we'll, I'll get on that um, the cheese game, right, a little bit too, and we'll get on that even more. But I want to jump back to when you talked about the um, Bucks and Rams, right? Because um, you know I'm a Brady guy, right? You know that. Yeah, I, I always rock a Brady. But when they start saying, here go Brady doing Brady doing again, I felt like you for once. I'm like, I can't believe they're doing this. Brady's been – Average at best all game, right? Let's be honest. He's what he is when he doesn't have his weapons. He was that all game. When the Rams decide to have three turnovers in the fourth quarter, I'm like, this is not Brady. This is the Rams. Like, Brady overthrew a receiver on fourth down, wide open, turnover down, like game over. Rams, then Rams fumble. Then Rams snapped the ball over there. Brady got sacked, fumbled. I'm like, game over again. Rams hiked the ball over their head. And so it's like a 30-yard pass for, for the Bucks because they could recover it. I'm like... Don't hype up Brady right now. I, nothing against Brady. I wanted to, you know, I want the Bucks to win. I wanted Brady to win. But I'm like, if they, if the Bucks win this game, the Rams, I don't want to hear nothing about Brady. I want to hear the Rams had one of the worst collapses ever. Cam Akers, my dude from Florida State, every time he runs the ball, dude, you're gonna keep fumbling in the fourth quarter when you can, all you gotta do is not fumble. You don't have to get yards. You got two, you got two two jobs. Don't fumble, don't run out of bounds. Other than that, you can't lose. Dude, I was like, are the Rams trying to lose? I'm like, can we trust this team moving forward, making this many mistakes? When all they have to do is not make mistakes. They didn't have to go win. They didn't have to do nothing but not make mistakes. And everybody like, I mean, all the social media things coming. Here's Brady doing what he does. What is he doing? Like, please tell me. And I'm, I'm a Brady guy. Everybody knows it. But when it's like Brady doing what he's doing again, I'm like, oh, Brady made him fumble. Oh, Brady took the, oh, Brady fumbled on purpose so he could make him snap the ball over the head. I'm like, come on, y'all. Let's come on. Stop. Let's let's talk a little bit more in depth football and talk about what's really happening here and not do this Brady thing. I was I'm like, so glad I'm that you got that new water filter in your home. No, so I drink it that clearly. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was watching it and I was like, what is Brady doing? Brady is part of the reason they're struggling right now, guys. He, he's part of it. And then this Rams offense just keep coming in and just doing things that are just dumb to me that I can't believe. Like they don't want to win. I'm like, you already won, right? The Bucs can't score on you consistently to come back if you just run three times, waste 40 seconds each time, punt. You can't lose. But you can lose if you fumble, snap the ball. You can't you can't snap the ball to your to your quarterback, which it, it was yeah, but something routine. That's what it that's what it takes. Something routine to go wrong. So right? let me ask this consistently. Question. So where do you stand on Matt Stafford? <clears throat> Man, so in Detroit, right? He never had a real, I mean, not saying he didn't have a real chance, but he never was in the playoffs, never had a chance. Um, watch his first game, he was solid, his first playoff game. In this game, until some of the things in the fourth quarter, right? I think well, he had one bad inception, I think, right? That was just one that game. I think that was bad. I actually uh he, I'm not gonna put him in a category with these top two, three, four, five quarterbacks, right? But I think. He up there, I think he in the top seven, eight quarterbacks in the NFL right now because he's using the weapons, right? And he's making the throws consistently that I didn't think he could make, right? I was like, oh, he'll come in to the Bucks, a little bit of pressure. He's never been here. He'll blow it. No, he made the throws and made the plays. I actually, he actually is better. I mean, regular season-wise, right, you can't give him credit because he always had good numbers, right, with Megatron and everything. His numbers were always not a problem, right? But could he win and make the throws when it counted? And he's been making the throws when it counted. The throw – um to Cooper with a cup to win that game and everything yeah he that that's a great throw like you yeah. got to be able to make that throw I, I you could be in position to miss that throw half the quarterbacks would miss it he made the right place I'm gonna put you on the spot 
I'm going to put you on the spot. We're all set up. Uh-oh. NFC Championship game. We got 49ers versus Rams. Who are you picking? Who are you rolling with? <laughs> uh, right now, I'm going to go Rams. I mean, but I'm right not now. saying it with confidence. I'm not <clears throat> saying it with confidence. I'm saying if they use their weapons, right, on offense, right? Uh, let me break it. They use their weapons. When uh, adding OBJ in there gives them a lot of weapons, right? They're solid there. Running backs, I don't expect them to fumble like that. Then with Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Floyd and linebacker, that, that defense can create a lot of havoc, right? Because 49 defense is you, – we know the 49 defense. You saw what they did to Dallas and Green Bay. That defense is going to give them a chance to win the game. That's that's their – that's the key to them winning, right? They're, I'm not comparing them, I'm saying, but they're built like that um, – they remind me kind of the Bucks when they won back in the Ravens. No, I'm not l- – l- listen, listen, hold on. I'm saying they're – not saying they're talent level, right? Let me, let me clear this up. They – live through their defense to win games. We know Garoppolo's not going to win it. We know you got to get creative with uh, Debo and everybody on offense and Elijah, the running back. You got to get creative to score, but you know your defense is going to make enough plays that you could have a chance to win. And that's kind of how the Ravens and the Bucks was built back there. Not same level, but I'm saying they use that same concept of how you're going to win, which in an offensive NFL now where most teams, you know, drop back and go try to throw 500 yards, they built through their defense. So I think they have a chance against the Rams. But if the Rams use their weapons the right way, they're the better team. What do you think? So you you said a ho- whole lot of nothing because um, <clears throat> I just didn't want to pick. And Rams, I said it. Well, you, and you I want to know who you picking. I'm I'm picking the Rams for this one reason. I'm going back to Georgia versus Alabama. I think you can't beat it. They beat they San Francisco has beaten the Rams six times in a row. Okay. Okay. So it's it's the whole old adage. It's better it's better to be lucky than good. And I think they're going to be lucky and good at home. Versus a one-handed San Francisco team where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to show why he's Jimmy Garoppolo and not for the good reasons. So I think they win at least by two touchdowns. They're going to the Super Bowl just because I think it's it's that time, right? The Rams go back. McVay feels vindicated. We'll see what he does in the Super Bowl. Right. Next matchup, okay. Bengals versus Chiefs. Who you got and who you rolling with? I hate to say I think this was easy, but before I make this pick, let me ask you something. Is 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 I, is my guy Nick Wright crazy or is he on to something? You know, I'm, this... I'm, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I do need to apologize to all Keith, Chiefs fans. I, I had y'all you dead to rights. <laughs> like y'all ain't even making the playoffs. They were looking terrible. They probably shouldn't have made the playoffs, but they found right. a way to get it together defensively. Um my issue with the Chiefs, though, is this. I don't like the fact that they're off. Like, they did a better job yesterday of running the ball on purpose, right? They let Clyde Edwards-Alaire hit in between the tackles, run outside. They got Jarek McKinnon involved running the ball and getting him in the screen game. It was more masterful. That's what I need more of. Um, I still sometimes get upset at Tyreek Hill. When he catches the ball, he always runs back five yards. And then gets like, dude, you could have had You make me laugh sometimes. I can't lie. When I watch him dance and then he like, oh, I'm going to get hit hard by a linebacker. I'm going to fall. Like, bro, you lost four yeah. yards. Now you can't fall. You yeah, got to yeah. try to do something going forward after that. And it's crucial. Like, it'd be like second and, a, you know, 12. And he goes and catches it for 13 and then drops back to seven-yard gain. I'm like, dude, you right. just got to have the first down. So, but I – Go ahead. I got I got two questions I want you to answer though that I think that I think the world wants to hear because um this it was the hot takes going on yesterday right after the game, right? It was two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that made me laugh. And I'm like, I just want to see your opinion on it. So first, Nick Wright said, and people retweeted like they believed it, Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever and the greatest football player we've ever seen. So first I want you to answer that one, but my second one behind that. Are people being a prisoner of the moment? They're like, this is the greatest football game ever. Maybe top three. I even had people text me that. And this is probably the greatest football weekend NFL ever. So I want your thoughts on both of those. It was definitely the greatest football weekend ever because all four games were competitive. We've never had it. It's always been maybe one or two or one that saved the weekend. But we've never had all four come down to the wire. And, yes, this is the greatest game ever because it was back and forth. And, dude, go back to 13 seconds and you look on the sideline of the Buffalo Bills. I was telling my wife this this morning. Dudes were, like, hugging each other on the Bills like, we did it, bro. <laughs> like, we finally got that monkey off our back. Like, oh, man, we're going to the AFC Championship game. It's going to be at home. We did it. And you're because th- you're thinking 13 seconds. Who's going to do anything in 13 seconds? And then, right. you know, they kick the ball off. They're still like, yeah, feeling it. And then two plays later, like, wait, field goal. 
but now my in my hold on in my head no it wasn't the coverage it's the same thing that happened in the Bucks game oh go ahead no tell me the coverage he ran on Kelsey when he was wide open that straight he just ran a go he didn't run no specific play for 20 some yards explain that defensive coverage on Kelsey to me I watched it three times I just don't know what they're doing they were, they were in prevent they were playing deep so exactly again, but you still have somebody in the you have a, somebody in that cover that that covered that 10 yard route like a linebacker somebody you can't, no you don't you can't that, let listen, that happen see it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback but you I, I, no, it, we all do it You're right just, just like in the Bucks game when they went all out blitz on on, and left Cooper Cup on a safety, right? So he got it's over the, the top. Same. Okay. It's the same thing. They, they said, kept him under, said over the don't top. get okay. beat deep. And so they're, ten, they're, and it wasn't even 20 yards. Well, it was, it was 20 yards, but their backer was back about 30 yards. Right, right. And and Kelsey actually was, he did a good job of leading his defender to his left and then cutting in the middle and the ball yeah. was timed right. He caught it with at 10 yards and then it ran, ran 10 yards. 15 or so, yeah. <clears throat> so it, was, it, was, yeah. it wasn't like it was, I, I'm yes, in hindsight, I'm sure that Sean McDermott wishes I he ran a regular defense, and right. I'm sure Todd Bowles wishes he didn't commit to, yeah. so he much to the blitz. Yeah, well, not necessarily prevent, just keep somebody over top, jam cup, you know, don't let them be right. You. If they would have flip flop person, uh, personalities, then it's they different. Both story. Okay, but, but that, <laughs> right? But, but that's that's, that's the easy that's for the us risk. to say, right? In the moment, you're like, and not only that, I think people don't remember, don't realize this, but. Both secondaries for the Buccaneers and the Bills were missing key players. Right. So don't get that. Like when when Cooper Cup caught, uh, was it his first touchdown? And he just blew by everybody. It was like, oh, the safety in the corner didn't communicate. And then Gino, uh, not Gino, Levante David threw his helmet. Which, let's get on this. These officials are tripping. Like, I get it. It's a penalty to take your your helmet off. But really going to throw a flag like at the level this is yeah in I'm like the dude was yeah. the dude wasn't taking it off like the showboat he took it off because he was mad and he was like that three is- steps from the sideline like <laughs> come on man like if you're watching that then you missed a lot of holding calls and, <laughs> and, and my other takeaway from this weekend is how come folks don't hit josh um not josh white what's the quarterback for the bills uh josh allen, josh allen like they hit cam newton have you noticed that when josh allen runs well they ain't knocking him out at all yeah the man got two hand touched and I'm like, he's a runner. Go light him up. Patriots and, did the and, same thing. They was barely tapping him. I'm like, seriously, Josh Allen. He is a he. He runs. He tries to run like a running back, like Cam Newton does, and like Lamar Jackson does. And y'all try to take them. Y'all try to y'all try to break them. They, the they try to break them in half. And and that's my issue. Is like, so when you say, oh, they figured it out. No, it's not that they figured it out. It's just defenses haven't decided they want to shut that down. Right. And once right. defenses decide they want to shut that down, he ain't gonna be running right. like that. It's a great weapon to have to do it occasionally. Um, but man, I don't, and people were calling this a rivalry and I'm like, it's not a rivalry if you don't win, win. in the playoffs, right? It's, <laughs> it's yeah. You beat them in the regular season, season yeah, at home. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it was that, yes, great. That was the greatest game. And because greatest think, weekend. think, think about it. The, the, the last bills game, that was like a, a come from behind victory. Jim Kelly. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was painful for me. Cause I was rooting for the Oilers. Right. Right. <laughs> I want I wanted to see an all Texas Super Bowl, Oilers versus Cowboys, and instead it was 38-35 and the Oilers lost and they were winning by 30. So Right. Yeah, and no, the this Jim was, Kelly getting Super Bowl and lose the Dallas thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now that Mahomes so, piece. Greatest football player, greatest quarterback ever. No, you that. you know, you know, I don't believe quarterbacks could be the greatest football player ever. You have one job. It's like it's like being a point guard back in the day, facilitating. Right. <clears throat> Is he the most non-traditional quarterback? Ever and that kind of yes, because he doesn't always do things by the book. It's not going to be just a, like that touchdown he threw to Pringle, right? Where he sprint rolled to the right and then had to whip it back and then just fade away, throat money, dime drop, <laughs> underhand 30 yards. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's you know, that's he's a taller version of Doug Flutie and he's right. getting it done. And and we like it, but it's also you know, what what makes you laugh makes you cry. And so when it works, it's amazing. And when it doesn't, you're like, can you just stand there and throw it, deliver a nice pass? So that's why I can't call him the greatest. And right. I never think a quarterback is the greatest. What about yourself? Yeah, no, I never think quarterback's the greatest first off. And I don't think he's the greatest quarterback ever, right? He only won one Super Bowl, right? And I'm with you, right? Because he he's 
the most intriguing quarterback, right? Because you like, oh, Vin Mahomes in trouble, he's gonna scramble. He may throw it underhand or behind his back for 20 yards. We just don't know. That that's fun to watch. That is cool. But it's the if you go back to two or three weeks ago, well, not a little bit farther, right? Before they start winning, they're like, Mahomes is holding the ball too long. He's holding the ball too long. They were just killing him for holding the ball too long. Like, he gotta get it to all these playmakers, get the ball off to Tyreek Hill quicker, blah, blah, blah. They were killing it. And they were saying the same thing. And now he's been holding the ball longer, but he's making crazy plays out of it, right? And now we're 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 taking the same thing that was negative and making it a positive, right? And now we're like, he's a great. I'm like, do special i have no like he's good for the league he's fun to watch nothing negative to say about it but i'm like we gotta we we as a society have to stop throwing around this greatest of all time tag every chance we get right like i i, I you know i'm a lebron guy but i get why you and other people got tired of hearing them saying lebron's better than Jordan. lebron's the greatest because they did it every time he did one thing good i didn't realize it so because i'm a lebron guy so i was biased so i started seeing him do it to everybody else so i'm like I'm not saying, but I'm like, is he really better than every quarterback to ever play already? Because <laughs> he was he was 13 seconds away from like Mahomes played great, but he couldn't get it done. And then he got it done. And now he's the greatest. He was almost not Nick Wright would have had a whole different take. Let's just be honest, if he couldn't have got it done in because he even said them thing, I thought it was over in 13 seconds. So if you did, how is he all of a sudden the greatest? Because of that, you can't he can't be the greatest off 13 seconds, first off. No way, right? You gotta do a little bit more than 13 seconds. Great, great play, great draw, great throw, blah, blah, blah. But well, it, this, but it's, but that's it's a bigger than the moment thing. He's the greatest ever already. Well, no, I, 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 well, we do that too much. We always want, like you said, we right. throw the goat around. <laughs> I, we, and it's, we do it at a young age. Oh, he's a like Trevor Lawrence is a goat. Like, no, he's gonna be a good player. He's gonna be on a bad team. I mean, right. Matthew Stafford wasn't a goat in Detroit. Now he's all oh, he's the greatest quarterback the Rams ever had. Like you called it though. You said people saying everybody to go. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good with the LeBron thing. And I just had to take a step back and see it in every sport, even at Clemson. Oh my Trevor Lawrence, we've never seen anything like him. No, we have. We've seen something like him. We saw something like and him. We're see, and, we, and we're gonna see something like him after that. Um, James Winston did the same thing, didn't he, in Florida State when he was taking him down? But no, he was yeah, they, you right. Well, you right. How, how, how about how about the first person to start with the Clemson dynasty? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> now he was great because at that time they were just lowly Clemson. They weren't Clemson. That's weapons. Yeah, he he was willing his team by himself. It reminded me, and I know you could appreciate this. What Deshaun Watson did Clemson against Alabama reminded me what Michael Vick was doing by himself at Vitek against Florida State. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, right? who is this like, guy? How can we not stop him? I mean, it's even what Lamar Jackson did against Florida State with Louisville. I was like, yeah, but it was that dude, was there. He, it, yeah, yes, his athleticism. But I'm talking about in a in a national championship game, Virginia Tech was not known for anything but defense, and this dude Boy. was like breaking them all proper. I mean, he was getting hit hard. He just kept getting up when he got hit, and just yeah, we couldn't do anything with him. Yeah, that was that was next level. You know what I mean? And that's that's the stuff we should talk about more. But no, we get, we get hyped up with uh, like. Like you said, Deshaun Watson built the foundation where Clemson wanted to be right. They had less talent. And, and, and you know football, but everybody doesn't remember. You remember the Alabama defense that year they won compared mm-hmm. to the defense that Lawrence faced? Do you mm-hmm. remember the talent level? Do you remember yes. NFL players on there? You yes. remember Minkin and all those guys? And all, mm-hmm. Like, but nobody's talking about that. I'm like, he was doing this against Minkin, that, that real defense. Yeah, and Alabama, have, everybody still said, have dudes playing in the league. Right now, yeah. <laughs> and some of them are pro bowlers. But they're talking about, you know, they admit it. Alabama's a little down. And Lawrence picked them apart, and they don't talk about Watts anymore. But at least I can say one thing. You know, my wife's dad's a diehard Clemson. He's from there. He like, no, Deshaun Watts was the best quarterback we ever had because he did it with way less. He made Hunter Renfro and all those guys. I'm like, at least at least you're not a prisoner of the moment when you see Lawrence, what he done lately. At least you're realistic enough because you watch enough games. So I can say yeah. that because at least some people still get it. No, that that's good. I'm glad somebody from Clemson, South Carolina gets it because I don't think Gabriel <laughs> Swinney gets it. And, <laughs> and, I, and I really think they're on the, they're on the down. They're on the demise. But, you, you know, speaking – I'm glad you keep bringing up LeBron because we do need to talk a little bit of NBA action. I got a confession. I'm down on the NBA. It is boring, man. It is killing me. I try to watch games, but there's no there's no oomph to it. There's no more villain. There's no more good versus evil. There's no more – all it is is drama. It's either drama or everybody's buddies. And I'm like, something needs to change. The other day, look, let's talk, let's talk about it. Grayson Allen fouled on Alex Caruso. I'm going to be in a position that's not popular. I think people let the history of Grayson Allen get to them because that wasn't a dirty foul. No. He just landed awkward. And they're going to say, well, he swung his hand, but he's still trying to block the shot. It's not like he – now, had he grabbed him and then pulled him down? Yeah, he needed 12 games. <clears throat> but in this case – NBA is getting soft. Dudes fall every. I see it in games. Dude goes to basket. If he falls down, it's always a flagrant. Like, 
it, the dude just jumped up and they both collided in the air. And there's no malintent. Why is this a flagrant? The thing about that one, right? Let's be honest. If Grayson Allen just runs by and moves and let him lay it in, they're like, see, they don't even play defense. He just let him go. So he made a play on the ball with a hard foul, which you're supposed to. Did you see the one that remember a couple like a month ago on THT on a pool when he jumped mm-hmm. and he pulled in with both, he grabbed both his arms and he fell. No suspension. It was just a flagrant in the game. We didn't talk about it. THT has no dirty history. You just, you just said that with Grayson Allen, hundred percent about that because it was, his foul was worse, but it's that Caruso playing so good this year, right? Part of the, this, this new fun bulls. Cause that's one of the fun teams in NBA, which is not like you said, it's not very fun right now. One of the more fun was you heard him. That's so you can't say the you can't dictate the consequence based off the result. That's what they're doing, right? Oh, the result was he got hurt and it was bad. So now it's the problem. If he had got up and walked off, we would have talked about it in the game five minutes later. We'd never talk about it again. Hundred percent. The, the thing is, the thing is, Allen is, well, yeah, but which which I get, and that's warranted. But he's known for kicking. He ain't no. He's known for tripping and kicking. He ain't known for hitting people in the head. <laughs> right. So you you have to take part and parcel what their behavior right. is. And that's why I agree with the Bucks. Like, dude, get over it. Secondly, I think the NBA just gotten soft. There are more injuries in the NBA now to date than in the history of the game. Before. Dudes are out every other day. Oh, I got a strained manicure uh, cuticle. Oh, I got a injuries <laughs> I never heard of. I'm like, this is just terrible. And then again, every time you go to the cup, if a hand swipes against the head, it's, oh my review. gosh. We yeah, got to review. review it. We got to review And, and I hate that, that you're right. I hate that The things that they right. need to review they don't review. I hate the coach's challenge because you, you're not going to challenge into the fourth quarter, last possible second. You're not going to make a challenge in the first quarter on a Gregus call that the official made and they missed. Right. <laughs> like, because you don't get another challenge. But so that's my true confession. NBA right. is just killing me. It's boring. Um, and, and part of it, yeah, like my Lakers suck right now. And I, I'll also admit I was wrong there. I, I definitely thought, well, let me, let me back up because I want to ask you this too. I didn't – I knew Russell Westbrook wasn't a great shooter, but I loved his energy. What I was ultimately hoping is that he would be a six-man off the bench yep. and come in. Uh, you're not going to like what I'm going to say next. I've, our problem is twofold, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. One's too soft and one's too passive, if that makes sense. LeBron, like LeBron's getting his. Right now he's, all oh, LeBron, you're 18. He's averaging – he's the leading scorer of the league. He's not passive. No, it's passing. Let me tell you why. It ain't helping the team. He can't help them right now. I don't got. Hey, look, I'm being. Look, um, <clears throat> first look. The thing, like, I, like before I get into all this, I, I, I hate that you're right because look, my favorite sport to watch is college football. Right, I enjoy the NFL, but my favorite person is LeBron James in basketball. And that's what I want to watch the most. I can't. Wa- I hadn't watched the whole Lakers game in a month and a half because it's they're boring. The NBA is boring. And I hate that you're right because it's just boring, right? I can't enjoy it because it's just not interesting. Unfortunately, right? I hate to say it, you're right. When I was like, oh, I got LeBron. It's always going to be okay, right? But no, it's not. And you you could go down any hole you want with LeBron right now. And I'm either way is fine, but nothing he can do differently to fix that team. If Westbrook is first off, he's standing around on defense more than LeBron, which is hard to do, right? When LeBron, when Westbrook, every point where we play getting 25 on, no matter who Westbrook guard, he, he don't play defense. With all the energy level, I thought he was going to bring on defense and offense. He he explode two possessions. Then he just settled for threes in mid-range. His, his role next to LeBron, he couldn't be the same thing as LeBron. A dude that's not going to take a lot of shots and is going to just attack the basket. His role couldn't be the same. It's like having a way worse version of LeBron trying to do it, like turnovers. He can't – at least LeBron can kind of shoot now, right? His three points up, his jump, he's 50%. And I think his mid-range is like 40-some. Westbrook is 20-some on jumpers, which is close to his career. 20-some on threes, which is a little below his career. But what he normally did was, like you said, the energy and attacking the rim. He's not doing that. I really – Westbrook makes me feel like he's a role player, how least – how – little impact is right now like and i'm like i said i was with you i thought westbrook could work and i don't want to put it all on westbrook but but what westbrook is doing is helping us lose every night he is contributing to a loss more than ever contributing to a win and i hate to say it but i mean it's just that clear if you watch it i'm like what does westbrook do that helps us win listen i'm i'm not that's why i said he needs to be a sixth man he needs to be jamal crawford uh, come, too much pride. Too much pride. He but, won't do but, the right thing. Let's be think about it. But, but this th- this is where I get frustrated because y'all say LeBron's a goat. He's the man. He wanted him. LeBron, you have that conversation with him. He's your man. 
Like Car- Carmelo Anthony ain't complaining he ain't starting, right? Like you can have these kind of conversations. Right. Or right. <clears throat> that's the conversation you have before you trade this man. Hey, listen, here's the thing, right? For this team, we need you to do this. Um, what do you think about the potential trade of Westbrook for Brandon um, Jennings? Not Jennings. What's his name? No, uh, John Wall in Houston and a first-round pick. I mean, since Wall, Wall was playing last year, he was still effective, right? Wall hadn't played, so I can't say a lot about it. <clears throat> but, man, anybody for Westbrook right now. And I, I, saw somebody, I saw somebody say, man, can we just trade Westbrook for some green tea with ginseng? It's a joke, but it was hilarious. I was yeah. dying because he said what the ginseng is. But I'm like, people right now, Westbrook, Westbrook is like people don't say Westbrook's emotional. You know, you know how it gets, right? He like what people the way they've been talking about him, he's trying to prove something now because he come out like they want me to average 40 from no, they don't. No, they don't. Stop doing that. But he's he's really emotional with himself. Like he's not sensitive, but he's highly emotional, right? It was a problem the rant had with him. Westbrook doesn't fit, it's not working. So at this point, the only thing to do now, honestly, is get him out of there because he's not gonna get better because the way he is emotionally. He can't get better. He's trying to prove something. When you try to prove something, you can't prove it, right? What are you going to prove? You're not going to be a good three-point shooter, a good mid-range shooter. You can't prove Unless you're going to get in the gym way more than you are now, you're not going to change that. So I think the John Wall trade is better than nothing. I mean, it's not my first trade. I, re- I would love for him to go get Ben Simmons, but Philadelphia not dumb enough to do that, right? I'm not, not saying Ben Simmons is good, but ain't nobody dumb enough to get Westbrook. Who go 44 million and 47 million next year? Who, who's taking that for a guy that's maybe a glorified role player right now, at best, the way he's playing? And, and that's so one I would of the take reasons, John that, that that's one of the reasons why I'm hating the NBA. I'm not against people getting paid. I'm against paying people who aren't elite, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, just because you're, you know, the, like somebody mentioned, you know, the triple double thing. Now he's a stat pattern. Like, I don't think that he's a stat pattern. I think that's the modern NBA. It's easier right. to get a triple double because again, there's less resistance and everybody's shooting jumpers, so everybody gonna get ten rebounds and the pace of the game is twenty more possessions. <clears throat> yeah. Um, my big like okay so who do you blame for this whole thing in la do you blame palinka vogel lebron who we blaming i'll go ask you i'll go say is a bigger problem palinka vogel or just westbrook ad lebron combination i was gonna ask you that that's funny you said that well i'll answer first all of them all of them get the blame and i and well because again i'm a traditional laker fan and here's my problem i've said this before when magic johnson got the lakers back on the right track he did it with a youth movement right since Palika's taken over, we went to an elderly movement. But I, do I? I don't know how much. Again, I, I only go with what I feel or know. I don't know how much that's LeBron, right? I don't know how much that's LeBron. He's known for wanting his guys in in place right. to help him, right? Um, people say, oh, they should have ran it back with Rondo and Dwight Howard. They should never let them go. That's not correct because we would have had to pay Rondo um, some money, which would have caused us to go way over the cap. Dwight Howard chose to leave. We gave him the same money Philly did. Um, that, that's not on us. We, we got Schroeder. That didn't work out. And this is my problem with LeBron. And I said this to you before. And this is not an anti-LeBron clip. This is just, we said this before, LeBron's about to be out the league in two, three years. He no longer fits this new league we're in. It's a guard-dominant league. And he's not playing guard anymore. He's playing power or point, point whatever. He's not, he's not playing point guard. He's just point forward, point center. And that's what I'm saying. What he does, it's only going to glorify his stats. It ain't going to help the wins and loss column. Well, it ain't going to help the win column. Then you bring back in Sharman Davis, and that's not going to help. Well, I agree partially, right? Because LeBron with the right type of roster is still going to affect winning on a high level with the right type of roster. But which is for what you're saying is exactly right for the team they have. I'm with you there, right? Uh, So that's that's fair. And then, um, oh, no, you ain't getting away with that. What's the right type of roster? He created this roster. I mean, we could say he did. We say Palinka did. We don't know how much pull each of them have, right? But LeBron has impact. Well, we so I'm no, not no, no, no. We, we he has an impact. We know he has. Yes, the but, only team, the only team he has not impacted fully with the roster is the Miami Heat. That's right. Yeah, he didn't. He, yeah. he only brought in Bosch. Because we, I mean, you know, LeBron blueprint and these shooters around him, Wayne. And I mean, they got some like Kendrick Nunn can catch and shoot is pretty solid, but dude but can't get over played. the injury, right? Yeah, yeah. Wayne Ellison, he's not getting minutes because the Vogel rotation not not including him, right? So some of the shooters we had, THT is supposed to be better. He's been a, he's been way worse than I expected. Right? I thought he'd be more um, efficient, right? He's not efficient. I'm not saying he's supposed to be the best thing ever in year two or whatever, but he just hadn't been efficient. But um, t- talking about the blame. Yeah, I'm with you from top to bottom, right? It goes from Palinka, right? So Palinka, 
even if, if it's LeBron moves, Twinkles moves, joint effort, AD joint with LeBron, I, that's fine, whatever, right? They go, go. But the thing is, it starts Polinka because he made the moves. And the problem is, he's not willing to admit he was wrong. And hey, how about you trade Anthony Davis, get a couple first round picks, get a solid player, get two or three first round picks back? Because we don't got one for five years, right, Lakers? So, first off, you got to, you got to, you made the moves, even if LeBron helped you. Now you got to admit you're wrong. Trade AD somebody, get some picks back, right? Vogel has to stop saying, I got to play Carmelo and Ariza and all them. Let Monk play. Let these youngsters play. Put them, put them in there. So you got to coach better because you, you keep putting these guys in that are not winning games right now. Use the young Monk when he plays. I like watching Monk play, right? He Monk brings Reeves, some, yeah. some Reeves. Yeah, you got to let them play. And so you, right? So, yep, Polinka cover right there, Vogel cover. And yeah, LeBron too. Le, LeBron, um, like if you like, if you have the power you have and they have to respect that they should, Westbrook. Every stop defending Westbrook every press conference like you're doing. Westbrook, no, you are hurting us. Let's be honest. But we may need to try to finish the role, bring up the bench. We got to figure out something, right? Get AD back, get you somewhere else where you can come in and do your aggressive style. When Durant, when Durant would get hurt or get injured, he would go crazy in OKC. When Bill was out, he went crazy in uh, Washington. Westbrook is a superstar when he has no superstars on the floor with him. You put him on for a superstar, he's a role player. We see it. Everybody sees it. It doesn't take Vogel having to risk his job to tell do the right thing. You're right. You're right. LeBron, AD, sit down and say, hey, Westbrook, do we want to win championship? Or does your ego and pride want to say, I came back to L.A. where I'm from and I got to be a star and I'm this guy? Do the right thing. Like, all y'all need to sit down and take some of the blame, right? And then trade AD and get some draft picks back. Then, then, then we can talk again. Then I may actually want to watch the Lakers play. And I'm a LeBron guy, so if I don't want to watch him play, it's bad. Because I never I watched LeBron play for the last 18 years. I literally, every game LeBron, I watch every full game that's on TV. And watch one digit. They've been on TV a lot, even NBA TV. I don't watch none of them. You, you know, this is what we finally agreed. Trade Anthony Davis. Yeah. Just trade him. I don't care if you send him to Indiana. I don't care. Well, I do care what oh, you, you send him. You get so and, and, much for him from anywhere you want. But Weapon, look, you get him. I, I like the picks, but I need a di- the, the game has changed. I need a young guard. I need a guard right. that's dying. Listen, send him. You know, I hate the Spurs. Send him to the Spurs. I, I'm not a Jonte Murray fan, but even he's but like we'll get on that a whole other topic because locally people are like clamoring that the Jonte Murray should be an all all star. I'm like, have y'all not seen the record? Again, this goes this goes back to Westbrook and what I talk about LeBron. His stats are good. They only have 11 wins. So he, again, his play being so good isn't contributing. That's what I'm, that's that's why we're saying about LeBron. Yes, he's getting these stats. He's scoring. But it ain't matriculating the win column because the game has changed to where it's not about me anymore. It's about us. Right. You know, there, there's mean, be time if the big three would do, you know, average their 20, 20, 20, you'd be good. Right. But now it's like you need the big five. Exactly. Maybe, you the, need maybe the, the big players, like Malik Monk. Yep. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you need your start. You need your starters and two dudes off the bench to make it a total team effort. You can't just win with one dude alone anymore. That ain't happening. Seven, seven and 10 with LeBron 30 point games of 17 straight. So you're right on. It's not contributing to winning. They're seven and ten. Just won't throw it out there because it's just backing what you're saying completely. Yeah, it's, it's like anyway, that wouldn't that wouldn't be taking a slight of LeBron. That's me saying the facts. Like no, exactly. Uh, you know, and that, and that again, that's just where the NBA is. It's so watered down. I don't see it getting better. You got Boston having issues. Um, you have Boston having issues with with Jalen Brown and and Tatum, and they're thinking about like breaking that up. Like they should. Uh, I, I'm a believer in stop waiting. So long thinking you're going to make a mistake by making the right. mistake of waiting too long. Sometimes you got to cut and burn. We saw with Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge has held on to these draft picks for a decade. And what does it turn into? First and second round playoff exits. One, one each of championship where they lost to Cleveland with LeBron playing by himself. So nothing, pretty much nothing. Like I Couple hate the whole, I don't even like the draft anymore because at first of all, I don't know who you're drafting. Like you, you get these young guys, but it's like, okay, what does that mean? Now, again, shout out to Cleveland. Cleveland has turned it around. JB Bickerstaff got the moving. You, I like that squad. They got a young guy, right? Evan Mobley is that dude. Can no, go. no. The, the, oh, the Garland. 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 Garland, Garland yeah. right? So that means Colin Sexton's on the out. Find a way to get him. Like, I know he's hurt, but the, the Lakers, people just, the, the NBA is so watered down right, right now. It's like, yeah, I love watching John Morant. I love watching Trey Young. What Steph in the Golden State is doing is entertaining, but I don't think it's playoff worthy. It's just crazy bananas. It's just <clears throat> crazy bananas. Well, hey, Steph, fellas, go ahead. I'll say on top of that, one last thing, that just kind of the, the culmination of everything you said and we've talked about, with the NBA being watered down and these fans with the DeJounte Murray all-star, they, did you see the voting? They had Clay Thompson, 
and Anthony Davis making also a game up with some of these dudes that's putting up crazy numbers. You know why? Because these delusional NBA fans are still like, oh, remember Clay in 2016? You know, AD, what he did last, when he hit that shot, the fadeaway in, in the bubble to send the Lakers to the next round or whatever, all that, we're still like, are y'all watching basketball anymore? Or y'all still just caught up with your favorite people, right? AD and Clay Thompson can't be an Oscar game. Sorry, they can't. Like, well, here's the, that shows everything we're saying about the NBA being watered down and these fans not really watching the game, not understanding it. It shows it all right there about those two things. How is that possible? It's, it's millennials, right? They don't watch full <laughs> games. They watch clips right. and highlights. They watch Instagram How, sports. Clips. Yep. No, not even Sports Center anymore. They just watch Instagram. Exactly. Beach Report, right? On Instagram. <laughs> no, they, every different one. If that, yeah, whatever. It's just the point is they're not basketball heads. They want to be like, for, they hate to keep running on tangent. The other day, I'm always getting these, um, you know, when you follow college sports and recruiting, these cats are out here doing the 707. Like, it's the league. Like, you got dudes. One thing that trips <laughs> out the most when dude goes on a recruiting trip and they put on the uniform, they're flexing. And I'm like, <laughs> Why is this a big deal? Like it's everywhere, boy. All over Twitter, everything. It's crazy to me. I'm like, know, I, 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 I don't like, know who they are half the time. I'm like, who is that? Why is he wearing that? And I, I, it catches me off guard half the time. And I, you know, I like to keep it recruiting, but I like to keep it recruiting. Like, okay, this is the guy. Let me see what he looks like. Let me go do some research. I don't want to see him in a in a jersey of Florida State with 17 different pictures that mean nothing. But he, here yeah. you are, right? <laughs> but with that, and it's like. It's, it's like Dion says, like you know, I could get some anybody to be a five star. I know who to call. And it's so true because when you look at the college playoffs, it's the same teams over and over. So it's like, so this school got five stars. Michigan had some five stars on their team. Didn't look like it nope. in the playoff. So it's it's just like, it just cracks me up. Cause like, I, we I think the Dion next time we get okay. Dion and all that with HBCU yeah, and him well, recruiting we, and all that. Because these people yes. got sensitive. I won't, we'll get into that. Well, yeah, we'll, That's we'll, save that for, a good one. we'll save that for February. Um, right. So what, what kills me the most though, is it's like, We've allowed sports to get watered down. You hit it earlier. Goat talk too early. Um, Five-star recruiting is like saying goat talk. Over-publicizing basic things as if it's something major. And and so, and then not having accountability and discipline. Young people don't have it. Like in the sense of they think because they make a tackle or a touchdown, they should get rewarded. No, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how, that's how you make progress. But what else you got to add to the show before we get out of here? No, I was just going to say, like, I think that's why people should listen to us. Right. Because it's hard to get that accountability where people are going to talk real now. And part of it is sensitivity. Right. If, if, if you give a real take when you down in somebody, <gasps> he may need to be fired. He said he's not good. He said that kid has a bad attitude. like a lot of that. Like we ain't got to worry about that. Right. We, we gonna, I'm going to tell you the truth about a kid. If he's bad, if he sucks, he got bad, whatever. We're going to do it. Right. And so you can't get real information in a lot of places. No, you're going to get real information here. You're going to get real sports talk. Real feelings, real emotion. Guys invested in what's going on. We keep up with it, right? We don't watch all the mainstream media. We, we actually do our own research in real channels, figuring out real stuff. So, like I said, keep it locked because we're going to keep giving y'all real information, real knowledge, not this watered down stuff anymore. We're past the watered down phase. I, I think we said it earlier, right? The realest sports talk show, period. That's what it's all period. about. Keep it 100 real. It's not personal. It's just business because that's what we do. We analyze, we assess, and we and we give you a take that you can actually consume and not get emotional about like you may not right. like it but no it's not coming from a place of hatred i'm not here to get clicks i'm here to keep it 100 so is brent so drop the mic catch us on any of your podcasting stations we're on there just search drop the mic sports talk it's 2022 it's the same us a new year keeping it 100 for the people giving you flavor in your ear hey you already know what it is Drop the mic.